Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages. Three ways you're turning your wife off. So if you're not having the sex that you want with your wife, if it's not as intense, if it's not happening much or at all, um, you're turning your wife off. So these are some common ways that you do it. You're going to learn those today. So uh, my name is Mike Frazier, MD, uh, and I help high achieving Christian men have more intimate marriages. So, uh, you know, I run a program uh, that uh, men come in, they improve their marriages. And so these are some of the wins from the week there. So, you know, one of the guys just has this thought pattern that's, that's very common, you know, kind of feeling upset when his wife doesn't want to be with him, spend time with him. He makes it about him. Right. Um, but he was able to really switch that around this weekend and just stop doing that say, look, doesn't have to be about me. Just kind of let her have her time. And when he was able to do that and not be in a pouty mood, which we're going to talk about, you know, later his wife came and kissed him, right? Because he was able to just manage his own emotions better. Awesome. Right. Another guy shared, he was able to be intimate and just close and, uh, you know, uh, sexually intimate, physically intimate, all of that with his wife by doing these things, managing his emotions better, approaching her well, communicating well. Right. But other guys are going through really difficult trials, right? And able to work through that in a very effective way, being able to stand up for themselves appropriately, being able to understand their wife's perspective and just get through it. You know, I'm really impressed with these guys and everybody too. They're just relying on God in a really powerful way, uh, which is so fun to see. Um, being able to identify these persistent negative thoughts, you know, one of the newer guys coming in is just identifying, wow, I have a lot of negative thoughts towards my wife. And that was, you know, my experience too, of, you know, just realizing, man, a lot of my thinking is actually not very good towards my wife. And that generates these negative feelings that are very unattractive. So he's starting to pick those up and starting to shift them. Super powerful. Uh, for me in my marriage, just kind of like, I did something kind of stupid this week, uh, with my hair. <laughs> it looks, it looks kind of dumb. Um, but, um, you know, just, we were able to laugh about that instead of like being offended. Like maybe I would have in the past. Um, another big win for me this week was realizing like, I need to be a fan for, uh, so the avalanche or my, my hockey team, I grew up in Colorado. They just won the Stanley cup last night, which is awesome. But you know, they lost on Friday and I just got so mad, so upset and, you know, kind of scared my family. It was just a negative thing overall. And you know, yesterday I got to sit and think and pray and, uh, just realized like a big part of that was feeling like I was letting people down if they lost, like, uh, it was weird, but just, and then realizing like for myself, I kind of wasn't my own fan if I lost and just realizing like choosing to be, uh, the, so the avalanche have something called abs faithful, meaning like people that are going to be with them no matter what. And so just choosing to be like an abs faithful, like even if they lose, I'm still going to be a fan because like, that's, that's my team. Right. So just taking that same approach to myself, like win or lose, like I'm my own fan. And with my kids, win or lose, I'm their fan. Or like and this, this is, you've probably heard me talk about this, but like when my kids and I play sports, I can get overly competitive and it was just a good shift for me to think about seeing myself mainly as their fan. Right. 
Like they can beat me. I can beat them, but I'm going to be their fan. Right. And I'd rather be their fan than like their competition. You know, I don't want to be their competition. That's stupid. Uh, even though I put myself in that position a lot. So, you know, their fan versus their competition, just really cool, cool breakthroughs. And I appreciate that inspiration from God this week for myself. So maybe that helps you too. But today we're going to talk about, again, three things you're doing that are turning your wife off big time. So um, I'm writing a book right now. Working titles, Happy Wife, Happy Life is a lie. So watch for that coming out probably next year. Um, but, uh, you know, this chapter I was working, I just wanted to share some cool things that came through. Um, so when I was working in uh, psychiatric hospitals as part of my psychiatrist training, um, often it happened that someone would come in um, with suicidal thoughts or maybe like some light scratches on themselves um, after a breakup. Okay. So the basic message to their, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend was, Hey, like, if you break up with me, I'm going to kill myself. Right. So sometimes what would happen is the boyfriend or girlfriend would come kind of rushing in and apologizing. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, we can work this out. You know, I didn't mean to hurt you, all of that kind of thing. So in a sense for, you know, let's just say it was a guy coming in, right? For, for the guy that, that gave himself these little cuts, it kind of worked, right? He got his, he got his girl back, but the long-term prognosis for these guys is not good, right? Because, you know, someone that will resort to these extremes, you know, they can't really manage their own emotions well, you know, and so they're going to have a hard time building the foundations that create a good relationship. There's no trust there, right? Because if you can't, if, if your wife can't trust you to take care of yourself, like she can't trust you to take care of her. Right. Um, so trust isn't there. Communication is really poor. Like if you're going to communicate this way through this kind of, you know, scratching your arm kind of thing and saying, Oh, I'm, I'm wanting to die. You know, that's not good communication, right? <laughs> that doesn't lead to good intimacy. So now you, you might say to me, Hey, look, Mike, I would never do something like that. I never, you know, say I was going to kill myself or anything. Um, but, and it, you may be right. You, you, you may not, but what I want you to look at is how do you act when your wife doesn't appreciate you? Okay. So, you know, you, um, you made a meal and your wife didn't really care. You did the dishes and your wife didn't really care or your wife turns you down for sex, right? You go and ask for sex. She says, no. Okay. How do you act? How do you behave in this situation? Okay. Do you act hurt? Do you act depressed? Do you act sad? Okay. So the, the message to your wife is the same, right? It's the same as, you know, this, uh, you know, these, a lot of times as teenagers or, you know, young twenties, you're acting the same as this person. That's like, Hey, look, you want me to be happy. Don't you? Right. Don't you want me to be happy? Okay. Then if you want me to be happy, then you need to appreciate me or you need to have sex with me. Cause if you don't, I'm going to be sad. Right? So you know, this is the line from like every manipulative villain in movies, every abusive husband, right? You don't, you don't want me to be happy. Don't you? My, I read the, my kids, this book called the pigeon wants a puppy. It's, it's pretty funny. And it's really short too. But, um, you know, if you're watching the the video, there's a little clip from it, you know, so the, the pigeon he's saying, you know, he wants this puppy and, uh, you know, why he wants it. He's wanted it forever, all this stuff. But 
he gets to this one part where he goes, oh, I get it. You don't want me to be happy, do you? So that's the approach you're taking. Very juvenile, very immature. When you act hurt and depressed, when your wife doesn't appreciate you or doesn't or says no to sex, right? You're basically saying, you know, don't you want me to be happy, right? Well, if you, then if you do, you better do this, right? Uh, I like to call this being an emotional terrorist. Right? You're basically saying, yeah, like, don't, don't you want me to be happy? Don't you want me to be safe? Don't you want me to, you know, do this? Well, then you better do this for me, right? Because I can't do it myself. You have to do it for me. So again, sometimes it might work. Your, your wife may give you pity sex. She might say, oh, I'm sorry you feel so bad. Let me give you appreciation, right? But it's really not attractive at all. It, being this emotional terrorist, being this weak, needy guy, it is not attractive. Okay. It is turning your wife off for sure. Even if sometimes it's working right now, long-term, she is not attracted to that. She's not looking forward to jumping into bed with a guy that is saying, you want me to be happy, don't you? Right. Manipulative, needy, weak. Don't do that. Okay. So now you, you might be saying to me something like, Hey, look, Mike, I don't, I don't do that. Like I don't get sad or whiny, I get mad, right? I get mad at my wife when she doesn't give me appreciation or, uh, you know, attention or affection, or if she turns me down for sex, I get mad at her, right? So that's better, right? That's better. So let me just tell you this story. So, you know, one day I was at the store and I saw uh, a woman there. Okay. And her two-year-old wanted a candy bar. And this woman said, you know, no, you can't have the candy bar. So what did her two-year-old do? Her two-year-old flopped on the ground and started screaming and crying, saying, I hate you. You know, I can't, you know, uh, why are you, uh, you know, why won't you give me what I want? Kind of the same as before, right? Don't you want me to be happy kind of thing, but more with anger this time, right? I hate you. You're the worst mom, right? Really mean, mean stuff. Okay. Eventually this woman, she was embarrassed enough, right? And tired enough that she just gave him the candy bar, right? And so the kids stopped crying, you know, and you know, they, they walked out of the store. So, you know, it kind of worked for the toddler, right? This two-year-old got the candy bar, but mom certainly wasn't happy about it, right? She wasn't looking forward to taking that kid to the store again. She wasn't wanting to give that kid a candy bar anytime again soon, okay? So when you get mad at your wife, okay, when she won't give you attention, appreciation, affection, or sex, okay, so worst case is she feels threatened and unsafe, right? Which she, she definitely could, you know, like as a guy, you're probably bigger and stronger than your wife. And so when you are in that angry mode, she gets scared. Like even the other day, like I was sharing, we were watching this hockey game. And I was getting mad at the game. You know, my wife and kids got scared, um, even though it wasn't directed at them. You know, so if it's directed at her, it's going to be easy for her to feel threatened and unsafe. And again, like safety is the foundation of a good relationship. So, you know, she's not going to feel safe. She's not going to feel attracted to you if you're acting that way. Okay. So that's kind of worst case. And then best case is she feels like you're just like this immature toddler. Maybe she's not afraid of you, but she's like, man, what an idiot, right? And why can't this guy just, man, like he's going to get mad at me for this? Stupid, right? So, and maybe, maybe she does kind of give in. You know, 
maybe you get all mad. She's like, okay, yeah, honey, you're right. You know, I do need to appreciate you more. I'm sorry. Let me write you a thank you. You know, my wife used to do this, right? I would get mad at her this way or be like, you need to just uh, kind of like the, the first guy, right? You just, you, you need to write me notes. You know, that's my love language. You need to write me notes. And she would do it for a while, but like, <laughs> like I was basically manipulating her into this. I was like this terrorist for her, you know, or this toddler, right? I can't take care of myself. She's got to take care of me. So it didn't last long. I didn't feel particularly fulfilled by it, right? But it's because of this, right? It's all very immature, these approaches, you know? So again, if you act mad, you know, maybe she does give in, but she's not turned on, right? She's not excited to give you what you want in the future. No way, right? She kind of got guilted into it or just annoyed into it, right? So she doesn't want to manage your emotions for you, okay? That's not her job. The more you try to make it her job, the more it drains her, right? And that brings us to the last one, which is this parasite, so, so far, the things that turn your wife off, right? They're, you know, acting like, uh, you know, an emotional terrorist. You don't want me to be happy, don't you? Then you better do what I want, right? Acting like a baby toddler. Oh, you didn't give me what I want. Now I'm mad, right? And the last one is being a parasite, right? Trying to suck off tension, appreciation, affection from her, right? And at its core, that's what the mosquito cycle is about. It's an inability to feel happy or content on your own and trying to make your wife make you feel happy and content and good enough and all of that. Right. So yeah, you're, you're a parasite, man. You're trying to drain off emotional energy from her so you can use it for yourself. Okay. Again, like you're being a parasite, man. You're trying to drain off emotional energy from her so you can use it for yourself. It's not good. Okay. How do you go about that? So, you know, you might go, you might buy her gifts. You might do things around the house. You might take care of the kids, right? You might go flex your muscles in front of her. I'm just I'm writing the book. And this is something I used to, I'd go work out and then I'd go flex in front of my wife. So she would tell me like that I looked good, you know? And the whole time though, you're just, you're hoping, right? You're hoping that she's going to give you attention, appreciation, and affection, right? You're that mosquito buzzing around. You're trying to suck off attention, appreciation, affection from her. Okay. Or that, you know, tapeworm, right. Or that tick, right. You're like on there sucking her blood or you're in there in her, you know, digestive system, eating her food. You know, like these are not attractive organisms, right. They're not attractive things, right. They're things that people want out of their life. And it's the same way, right. If you're running around doing these nice things, but trying to suck off emotional energy from her, you're a drain, man. And she doesn't want to be around it. You know, women, they sense that mosquito buzzing. They don't want to give in because inherently we kind of know that like, it's not good to give this person what they want. You want them to go away. And when you give them what they want, they're going to keep coming back. Right. So, you know, there's that book. If you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to want a glass of milk. Same thing, right? It's an air force one too, that quote. But, um, you know, when your, your wife kind of senses that she knows like, okay, he's coming because he wants something from me. If I keep giving it to him, he's going to keep coming back. So I probably shouldn't. Right. And when they stop doing it, that's when you go into feeling frustrated. That's when you explode. Right. And that's when your wife maybe gives in or maybe you just feel guilty and you go back to doing this stuff again. That's the mosquito cycle. Right. So another way to think about this is it's like that someone who wanted to be friends a little bit too much in high school. 
right? Like they followed you around, they, you know, wanted you to do stuff for them. Or maybe you were, you were that guy in some cases, or, you know, with a girl that you really liked, you were just kind of like around her all the time. And, you know, she just didn't give you the time of day, but she just kind of like kept being around there. Um, so, or like opposite, right? The, a girl who kind of liked you more than you liked her. And she was around all the time. Just, you know, you just got annoyed with her eventually, but why? Because you could sense that desperation from her, right? You could sense like, she just, she wanted something from you that you didn't want to give. Right. And at the, at the end of the day, the thing is, you know, that it's about them wanting something from you. Okay. You know, they're trying to be a parasite. You know, they're trying to suck emotional energy or friendship or whatever off of you. Right. And so you brushed them away. Right. Or depending on your personality, you might've kind of like used this person for, you know, things that you wanted. You felt kind of justified in a way because you knew they were trying to use you also. Right. But the bottom line is, you know, the same thing happens with your wife, right? She doesn't want this needy kind of parasite guy around. Okay. That desperation, it's repulsive. She doesn't like it. She doesn't want to be around it. Okay. She doesn't want a needy parasite around her. (laughs) She doesn't want a mosquito. She doesn't want a tapeworm. She doesn't want any of that stuff. Doesn't want a tick, nothing. Okay. Virus. She doesn't want any of that. Okay. Don't be any of that. So here's what you need to do instead. Okay. So you need to stop being so needy, right? Stop being so needy. Stop trying to suck stuff off of her. You know, a while ago, I did an interview with Jennifer Finlayson. Five, uh, uh, you know, how to be more sexually attractive to your wife. You can find it on the podcast here. Um, but her quote, you know, I, I asked her kind of right off the bat. So what, what do you think? What can guys do to be more attractive to their wife? Her first response was stop being pathetic. Right? Stop being pathetic. Stop acting so needy and desperate, like a parasite and a whiny baby and all this stuff, right? That we're talking about today. So in other words, learn to manage your own emotions and self-worth, okay? That's it. Really, the mosquito cycle, the parasite, the the emotional terrorist, all this, it's trying to draw emotional energy off of your wife and self-worth off of your wife because you you don't have it, right? It's not coming from within, okay? So what do you do instead, right? We all do need to feel valuable. We all do need to feel loved. We all do need to feel like... We are important, okay? Now, the good news is, as a Christian guy, we can go straight to God, right? God is the ultimate source that can really fill us up, right? He can fill us up emotionally. He can make let us know what we're worth. Look, like, as a son of God, like, you have such potential in you. You have an ultimate loving father in up there that cares. You've got a Savior that died for you, right, that went through hell for you. Right? And would have done it just for you. Right. So with that, you can just feel, man, like I am worthy, right? I do have value. I've been given gifts by God. I want to use them to go out and serve people, right? Not have them serve me like a needy guy, but to feel my value and go out there and help the people around me, serve others, fill others up, right? So now like that, well, let's say you're this value, right? It's like a cup, right? So instead of trying to get your wife, oh, hey, fill my cup up, fill my cup up, right? You're getting it filled from God, an infinite source. He's not going to get tired of filling you up. He's happy to fill you up, right? He has an infinite well to draw from. You know, like Jesus said, he's the living water, right? You drink from that, you're not thirsty again, okay? Same principle here. You drink from that cup, you're able to have that 
value and self-worth and happiness and the sense of purpose from God, right? You're not needing to drain it off everybody else, okay? So now you come to her full, right? And you're looking to give to her. You're looking to use your gifts to serve. You're already feeling valuable and, and worthwhile and happy, right? And so when you come to her, you're already feeling all that stuff, you know, and you're there to give to her, right? You want to be the pitcher instead of the cup, the guy that's pouring out to others and not taking from them, okay? But also making sure that as a pitcher, right, you're going back and getting filled up from God, okay? So you're the pitcher, not the cup, right? You're full looking to give, not empty looking to take. So that's what you do instead, guys. You feel that value, right? You go out to give instead of looking to take, right? Now, here's the weird thing that happens. When you do that, this is exactly when your wife is going to pour out attention, appreciation, affection, and sex on you, right? When you don't need it, that's when you're going to get it. When you're not desperate, that's when you're going to get it. When you're not trying to suck it off her, that's when she can actually give it. Look, people and women, they actually want to give these things, right? I think, in my opinion, women are kind of wired to want to give tension, appreciation, affection, even sex, right? They want to connect with you and give you those things that you want. But when you're out there trying to, to take it from her, she doesn't like that, right? Women and all of us, we want to give freely. We don't want to feel like things are being taken from us, okay? So when you don't manage your own emotions and self-worth, right? You tend to resort to a few different methods that we've talked about today. Okay. So one is the emotional terrorist. You want me to be happy, don't you? Okay. Well, you better do it. Do what I tell you, right? Or else I'm going to be sad, right? So that's the emotional terrorist. Okay. The baby, wow, you didn't do what I want. I'm mad, right? <laughs> and then the parasite, right? The guy that's sucking these things up. So these things, guys, they're turnoffs to your wife. An emotional terrorist, turn off. A baby, turn off right? A parasite, turn off. Your wife doesn't want to have sex with any of these people, okay? So she's not attracted to any of those. So she's attracted to a strong man who's looking to give and not to take, who's already full and not empty, right? Who's not an emotional terrorist, who's emotionally strong and ready to support his wife. Who's not a baby, who's a mature man, right? And can manage his own anger, right? Who's not a parasite, but who's full, right? Of love and care and respect for himself so he can go out and give that to other people. Okay. So again, this is the paradox guys. When you're full and you're giving these things, that's exactly when she's going to turn around and give you attention, appreciation, affection, and sex that you've been looking for. It's a strange thing, but this is what happens. The less you need it, the less you're trying to suck it off from her, the more you're going to get it. Okay. Again, women want to give, but they do not want to be drained. Okay. When we want to give, they don't want to be drained. Okay. So if you want to learn how to do this stuff, right, get rid of these unattractive traits and qualities, right. And replace them with attractive traits and qualities. Okay. You're going to learn how to do this expertly in my program, love, intimacy, and legacy. Okay. So you can go to the link in the show notes to apply this for high achieving, professionally successful Christian men, right. Who want to create a more intimate marriage with their wife right? Whether that is just their sex life isn't there and the rest is okay, but not great, you know, and they just want to take it there or things are more serious. There's been infidelity or, you know, you're talking separation or that kind of thing. Wherever you fall in that range, I can help you. I've helped guys like you, um, 
it's just such a cool process to watch guys connect with God more, you know, manage their emotions and thoughts better and just become stronger, more attractive guys and turn their marriages around because of it. It's powerful. So again, click the link in the show notes to apply for the program. We'll talk over the phone, see if you're a good fit. And uh, yeah, looking forward to hearing from you. Link in the show notes or visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com and click work with me. Again, click link in the show notes or visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com and click work with me and I will see you there. Stay strong, men. We'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.